on this edition of the Iowa Business Report. It is back to communication, though. Just make sure you're comfortable with who you report to. And if you're not, go to someone else. Workers now hold the power. How employees can take advantage of that and how employers can adapt. We have a robust business atmosphere in Iowa if the number of new business filings is any guide. And you'll hear from the third generation of a commercial real estate company headquartered in central Iowa. This is the Iowa Business Report for the fourth weekend of July, 2021. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Last year on this program, you met Jennifer Mackin, principal and CEO of Oliver Group Incorporated. That was around the time her book, Leaders Deserve Better, A Leadership Development Revolution, was released. And she has some thoughts now on a continuing evolution in the workplace, one which favors employees and one which leaders need to recognize. The power is shifting from corporations, organizations to employees individually and collectively. And so that's really just changing the game a little bit. With that added onto that help wanted ads and things, you've also got a high turnover, which is causing a lot of those help wanted, but it's just that businesses are kicking up as well and needing a lot more people. And so the way I see it is that now employees are going to to be able to ask for a lot of different things that they need in their lives, from flexibility in the workplace to compensation to maybe certain development that they want. And organizations are going to have to respond or they're going to be left behind. And it'll only be those organizations that do those special things that are going to get those few employees that are out there right now. What is it that an employer can do generally or some categories to either be more attractive for retention or for recruitment? Is it simply a matter of money? Is it a matter of quality of life? I have a sense it's much more of the latter than the former in this post-pandemic era. I think you're right that people are really thinking about their life and what do I want to do with it? Where do I want to spend my time? It's not just about career advancement or the dollars, but really about where do I want to spend my time and for what reason? And so if the employers can appeal to their sense of belonging, wanting to be a part of something. You know, if, if their organization is doing something for the, for the good of the community in some way, any way to, to really highlight those things would be helpful to organizations. I do think compensation needs to increase in, the, in several areas, and it just will, just based on what the market's doing. But I'm encouraging leaders as a whole to talk individually, one-on-one to their people more often. And just asking them, how do you feel about things? Because, you know, I was looking at some of the stats and people are all over the place in what they want. So a good chunk of young white collar staff would like to go back to the office. They see that as where the opportunities are going to be. If they're not in front of their leaders, they're going to miss out on what's coming for them. But then 40% don't want to go back to the office, right? And 40% want to work from home full time, but some seek a balance. And so how are we as leaders or companies supposed to reach all of those needs? 
And I think the only way we do it is by staying flexible, by talking to each individual about what works for you and why, and just provide them that as often as possible, whatever that is. And then maybe there's some perks along the way too that we can give, whether it's wellness perks, whether it's time off perks, working together in a, in a unique place, environment, a creative space here and there. I just think that we are going to have to think differently about, it's not just, we have a job that needs to be done that pays X. You want it? <laughs> it's, it's more complex than that now. But really, you have to get past the, I suppose, fear of how we always used to do it and how lawyers used to tell people to do human resources and jump into this category of, what do we need to do today, to your point, to be flexible? Because the world has not just evolved, it dramatically changed in the last 18 months. Jeff, I'm glad you brought that up because I do think there is still some concern there to just at least think through. You want to treat everyone equitably, you know, and, and fairly. So it may be that that certain roles allow for more flexibility than others. You have to be able to say why you are giving this accommodation to someone and not to someone else. I think we have to make sure that, that we're not giving preferential treatment for someone, yet this person may get one thing and this person may get something different. And, and hopefully that can all work out without any, any litigation. You know, and I think sometimes we're putting band-aids on things. Even some of the things I'm mentioning, I feel like are somewhat of a band-aid because Really, we should be treating people this way and should have been treating this people this way all along. And I think the real reason that we're not is because leaders haven't learned how to be strong leaders, which equals developing people. Thinking about your job as, okay, my main job is to take the group of people that I'm responsible for and that we're getting a lot of great work done, but I'm responsible for making sure that they are developing along the way able to contribute more, they're being given more information and learning every day. If I do that, the rest will work itself out. There's going to be another crisis. There's going to be another challenge ahead, right? So if if companies would just spend the dollars now to get them ready for whatever that is, because these are basic communication skills, really, is what we're talking about. One-on-one communication skills that are, that are lacking and a lot of leaders, which is why I just want to keep that front of mind. And you may not be able to do it right this second, but to put that into your planning for the long term. And so if your leaders are doing all the right things, you don't have to give a lot more in compensation. You don't have to give a lot more in perks because those are the band-aids, I think, in some some regard. Even if you can give all of that, you're going to win. But if you can't and you're struggling business, People want to work for companies that they're loyal to, that they're loyal to the leaders, and that they really want to give their all because of who they are and what they do. That's really what separates strong companies and ones that are going to succeed when it comes to this challenging turnover stage that we're in and going to be in for a while. And you've talked about, appropriately in my mind, the communication, right? There has to be specialized communication, which takes time. It's not easy to do, but it's developing good working relationships between the leaders and everyone in the organization. But that's a tricky thing, I suppose, for workers, too. And I'm just imagining a situation where 
the leader thinks everything is fine, and then all of a sudden a key employee hands them a resignation notice. They had no idea anything was wrong because the employee didn't want to sound like a whiner, didn't want to complain, didn't want to be branded a certain way. That's on the leader, isn't it, to really ferret that out, especially when you know it's a competitive work environment like today. Yeah, and I think most leaders have had that circumstance happen where somebody leaves that we don't want to have leave and that we didn't think was really um, a concern. So I think if the leader just thinks back and says, what could I have done differently? Could I have given them more opportunities? Could I have asked them more about what they want to develop into what their career progression might look like, what I could do more of, less of. If you've done all of those things and you think back to what could I have done and you've done everything, then sometimes that's okay. That's just going to happen. But I agree that it's on the leader to try and figure that out. And then leaders are struggling with how do I hold my team accountable, but also create an environment where they don't want to leave. And that, that's hard too. And we have to have both. I mean, the company has to perform at the same time. What are a couple of initial first steps that a leader should do understanding this power shift? And then the other side of it is, all right, you're an employee. And you hear that you now have more power than you did before. What's a step you could take to improve your own situation? Yeah, those are great questions. And I think as a leader with people coming back and shifting how we're working, whatever that looks like for them, Pulling everyone together around the vision of of what your department or your area is supposed to accomplish and making sure everyone is aligned, everyone understands their part in that, how they can help with that goal. And they're all working together and feeling as a unit moving in that direction. And then individually, you're talking to each person about, okay, this is your piece of it, but what else do you want to do? What do you want to learn about? You know, and they already start looking at that development into the next thing, because that went away when we had to hunker down and just flat hit it as hard as we could to get through this. As an employee, I would encourage everyone to feel confident enough to go to the person they report to and say, can we talk through my, my role right now and some of the thoughts I have about how I could contribute differently in the future? I'd love to hear from you what I could learn more about and how I can grow and just have a new discussion because companies have changed, as you were talking about, drastically in some cases. And maybe there's some other things you can do to help that is going to be more engaging for you as well as help the organization. And then again, we have a win-win situation. It is back to communication though. You know, just make sure you're comfortable with who you report to. And if you're not, go to someone else that you respect, that could mentor you to help you find some of those opportunities within the organization if you don't feel like you can talk to your manager. Leadership development expert Jennifer Mackin. More at her website, jennifermackin.com. We spoke via Zoom on Thursday, July 8th. Still to come, processing record amounts of paperwork. And in our business profile, Offering businesses new options for workspace. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is presented by the Iowa Family Business Center by UNI. Sponsors of an event in Boone on August 19th, 
called Tour, Lunch, and Connect with the Fairway family. Learn more by going to AdvanceIowa.com. Despite the pandemic, or perhaps in part because of it, Iowans registered the highest amount of new business entities in state history during the fiscal year that ended June 30th. That word from the Iowa Secretary of State's office, 33,260 new businesses registered with the state in that 12-month period, a 35.8% increase from the year before. It's the fifth time in six years, in fact, that Iowa has set a record for new business filings. The most filings in a single month was in March of 2021, a record 3,579 new business filings. More than 87% of new businesses filing in the last fiscal year used the fast-track filing system, which was started in 2018, allowing the new business to be legally established online. More information about these numbers can be found in the News section of the Iowa Secretary of State's website, sos.iowa.gov. Coming up, going to the office doesn't look quite like it used to. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is presented by the Next Generation Leadership Group, preparing family business members for executive-level responsibilities and ownership. For more, go to the Family Business Center tab at AdvanceIowa.com. In our business profile segment this week, we'll introduce you to Johnny Bosworth, a broker and commercial real estate manager for R&R Real Estate Advisors, online at rrrealty.com. The 32-year-old is part of the third generation to work at this rather diverse family-owned business. It started 35 years ago. My grandpa started it after he was a principal for about 20 years. So I'm only 32 years old. So before I was even born, he started, he put uh, all his money into one building and just grew it from there. And I think at this point, 35 years later, you know, we've got over 95 buildings here in Des Moines, mostly West Des Moines, a couple in Des Moines, Urbandale, and then we just expanded to Omaha a few years back. So we're, we're trying to keep expanding. And so it started out with one and, and now we've, we've, got a, we've got a nice business with a lot of family members. The original focus was on commercial properties and leasing, or how did that all evolve to the myriad of products that you're able to offer people now? Yeah, so we're a full-service company. I think it's one of the few full-service companies. That's That was my grandpa's main goal in the whole process, was to offer clients and people the opportunity to do everything at one-stop shop. Actually, most of our employees are in the property management division. So we manage all our properties Uh, So if you come to me and I get you into a building, then we manage that property. We own that property. We take care of all of the tenants. And uh, one great thing about R&R too is my grandpa's vision was really to to build this park-like feel. So it's, it's a park of a lot of buildings. It's not just one building over here, one building over there. It is, you know, 15, 16 buildings in a park and then also some retail and some places to eat and fountains. And so kind of build that community 
in the commercial world. So we do property management, we do multifamily apartments, we do IT, we have IT services for all our tenants. And then we have accounting, probably another big one is our our construction services. So we have uh, icon development. And so when someone comes to me that wants space, we have them go out and bid on the property along with other different contractors. So we can basically go from step zero to step 10 with R&R's capability. One of the things I noted when looking at the website, which is rrrealty.com, I understand residential areas, you may have multiple units, so you need to have a gym or a pool or whatever. Because I don't work in an office building in that kind of climate, I'm not used to things like multiple wings, a food truck court, an amphitheater, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they truly become little cities, if you will, because we want much more out of our workspace these days, right? Correct. And that, you know, we started with the parks and having those amenities and then it got even further, especially with the pandemic, you know, how can we offer people more than just what we've been offering, which is, you know, a lot. And so we've been putting in workout facilities into our buildings and food truck courts, like you said. So there's not just one place to eat every day. There's multiple different businesses coming and making food for People were, were, were building rooftop patios so people can entertain their employees and clients. Um, and uh, one of the biggest ones, too, is these this multi-purpose room we have in our Westfield office. And, and we do have these training centers in, in most all parks. These companies, they, they have these quarterly meetings. And usually they go to a hotel and, and spend money and reserve it. But if you're part of an R&R portfolio building, you get to use that whenever you want for free. I mean, it's just, it's just another amenity. Now, in this age of COVID, coming out of COVID, et cetera, we've heard stories in some of the major cities on each coast that people are not going to return back to the normal workspace, that there's all this commercial space in those areas that is going unrented. Have you seen any kind of alteration here in the market you serve in terms of the need for office space or the type of space that is going to be needed going forward? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it's been crazy. Like you said, it has changed. So a year ago, everyone was just sitting and waiting. It was pretty dead, kind of waiting for the pandemic to make a decision, if that if that makes sense. Sure. Once, you know, vaccines started to be talked about getting back there, people started to make decisions. So we were we were really busy come end of last year, early this year, and just everyone was waiting, waiting. So then we were just getting calls from everybody like, hey, we have to make a decision and where's what we're going to do. I would say it depends on the company, but uh, you see a lot of people going back to work, which is which is awesome. There are companies we, we do hear that they do some employees. It, it depends on the personality of the, of the person, really. I mean, there are personalities that can stay at home all the time. And, and there's other personalities that are like, I need to get back in front of people and talk and I can't sit in my house all day. So we're seeing a lot of this hybrid. We're seeing a lot of hybrid for right now, kind of seeing where it's going to go. As of today, I would say most businesses are back in the office. Most businesses are uh, making decisions I wouldn't say necessarily expanding, but at least keeping what they were and offering employees a little bit of a hybrid. 
So the Next Generation Leadership Peer Group series through the Iowa Family Business Center and Advance Iowa, how did you get involved with that? And, and you're a busy guy. Why take that time where you might otherwise be doing business things? What's the benefit for you in that? When you work at R&R, they always want people to be involved in the community. And so I remember starting there and I didn't really know what I wanted to be involved with. I didn't want to just jump into something that I didn't really have a passion for because, you know, that doesn't really do anybody any good. I just tried it out and I knew that I've always been interested in family. Like I am so close to all of my family at r and uh, I got 14 cousins, a lot of aunts and uncles. So I'm part of the family business. So I wanted to do whatever I could do to help it. And so when I heard about this opportunity that they were starting, I really wanted to get involved. I really wanted to help it grow because it is so important as a G3 member to hear what other G3s are doing in this market that are you know close to my age. What difficulties do they face? What, uh, what successes have they had? And what would they not do again? What would they do you know, if they could do it over? I just found it very intriguing and very helpful. I mean, if I can provide any value to our, our company and our family, that's what excites me. Johnny Bosworth, commercial real estate manager with R&R Real Estate Advisors. Learn more about their various services at rrrealty.com. We spoke via Zoom on Monday, July 19th. And for more information about Next Generation Leadership, go to AdvanceIowa.com and click on the Family Business Center tab. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to TotallyIowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. You'll also find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR Extras and IBR Business Profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, some 19 now in all. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of either the IBR Daily or Weekly programs. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.